Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is The Peters Patiently Serve. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize! Last week's winners were siblings Joe and Avery of Alamo, California, who sent in the correct answer of Hallelujah, What a Savior! From the story, Pearson and Penelope Take Advantage. Good job, Joe and Avery! Is everyone ready for this week's story? Here we go. The Peters Patiently Serve Summer was waning and school was only a few weeks off. And though summer days have been known to drag at times, what with the heat and the extended daylight times, the Peters kids were never bored. And even if they were, they were strictly prohibited from using the word boring to describe something. It was verboten to use phrases like, I'm so bored, or this is so boring. Daddy and Mama Peters believed it sounded super impudent and ungrateful to use those words when there were so many activities and fun days planned for them. And if Pearson or Penelope did happen to use those expressions, well, Daddy and Mama Peters were only too happy to offer them an activity to keep their boredom at bay. And that activity usually involved chores. But during the summer, there was never even a thought of boredom. Because how could any day without school be deemed boring? And so it was that on a hot morning at the end of July, Pearson and Penelope sat at the kitchen table playing 500, which they'd known how to play since they were knee-high to a grasshopper. It was a game that Daddy Peters had grown up with, and he described it as a derivative of gin rummy. All remnants of breakfast and its aftermath had been cleared an hour before, and Pearson and Penelope were playing an exceedingly competitive game. Meanwhile, Patience and Priscilla, Pearson and Penelope's toddler twin sisters, sat on the kitchen floor constructing a castle with their magnetic tiles. Rum! shouted Pearson when he noticed that Penelope placed a three of spades in the discard pile, which was next to his lay of four, five, six, and seven of spades. He slapped down his hand hard and fast, and Penelope practically jumped out of her skin. Ah, man! Stinky Pete! Penelope exclaimed. Gotta pay attention, Nellie. Now, watch this move. I'm gonna lay this ace of hearts on your run of aces, and I'll lay this king of diamonds on my queen of diamonds, and bam! I'm out of cards. Seriously? I still have like, like, like 60 points in my hand. Stinky Pete? Again! Penelope was even more emphatic this time. You've got to get up pretty early in the morning to beat me, Nellie. Here's some teased playfully. Or maybe I'm up too early and my brain isn't quite working properly. Penelope chuckled. <laughs> Okay, you two, we need to have a chat. Mama Peters sauntered into the kitchen and sat down next to Pearson. Yes, Mama Peters? Well, as you know, it's July, and I'm ashamed of myself because I told myself in December that I didn't want to forget the old folks in the home this year. I wanted to visit them once a month, and I'm just sad that I haven't even thought about them until now. But God placed them on my heart last night, and I chatted with Daddy Peters, I was trying to think of a plan to implement so that we can go visit them several times before the end of the year. But even as I began to plan, Daddy Peters made a great point. He said that when we make things a bigger deal and have to organize them and be too systematic, we can get overwhelmed. So Daddy Peters suggested that we just get up and go out today without any real activities planned 
except to just make ourselves available to help out or chat with the rest home denizens. So that's what we're going to do. We'll whip up some cookies and head out. Does that sound like a plan, you guys? It sure does, Mama Peters. And and I'll tell you what, I'll make the cookies. And, and, and Pearson, he can help me, Penelope volunteered in her speedy way of talking. Pearson nodded in agreement, knowing that the cookie dough would be accessible to him if he agreed to roll the cookies that Penelope made. Great, I appreciate that. I knew I could count on both of you. So as soon as they're done, let's head over there for about an hour, okay? At that, Penelope immediately began to take out the ingredients for the cookies. She treated Pearson like her sous chef, but he didn't really mind because, again, he was looking forward to the reward of cookie dough. Hey, Pierce, would you put two sticks of butter into the microwave for about, oh, about 15 seconds? We, we just want it softened. I sure can, chief. I mean, chef. Pearson set to work and placed two sticks of butter in the microwave. He set the timer to 15 seconds and turned on the microwave. The whirring sound of the microwave was interrupted within seconds with a popping sound and a spark in the microwave that grabbed their attention. Penelope immediately ran over and threw open the microwave door. Oh, Pearson, you're not ever supposed to put metal in the microwave. You'll start a fire. Look, you left a butter knife in the microwave. Say what? I never knew that. Pearson was amazed and staring in wonderment at the knife. You never knew that, Pearson? Nellie, how often do I cook? I mean, I, I cook like almost never, so how would I know that? Uh, I guess you're right. Okay, well, let's start again. Pearson placed the butter back in the microwave, this time without the knife, and completed his task flawlessly the second time around. Penelope measured out a half a cup of white sugar, two cups of brown sugar, and whipped the butter and sugars together. Pearson had the responsibility of cracking the eggs into the mixture. He cracked the first one, only he hit the egg so hard on the side of the bowl to crack it that half the egg fell directly into the batter with half the shell. Thankfully, it was easy enough to fish out because it was mostly intact. Okay, Pearson, try cracking this one a bit more gently, Penelope encouraged, trying not to sound too bossy. You got it, Pen. He tapped the egg lightly on the counter. It cracked but only slightly, so he tapped a few more times. But this time, about a half a dozen of shell pieces dropped into the batter along with the egg. Okay, let's just get these shells out of here. You'll do better next time, Pierce. Penelope didn't want her older brother to be discouraged. Really? But I thought that was pretty cool. Super cool. Are there any more eggs that I need to crack? Pearson was obviously not discouraged in the least. Nope. This recipe only calls for two. You're really not supposed to get eggshells in the cookie dough, but it wasn't too bad for your first time, Penelope replied. Well, it wasn't my first time, but I don't crack eggs a lot, so I thought it was kind of fun. Pearson's voice was cheery and upbeat. After mixing in the eggs and vanilla, Pearson followed Penelope's instruction of measuring out three cups of flour and a teaspoon of baking soda. Okay, go ahead and mix those in, but not too much. If you overmix... The cookies will come out kind of hard, Penelope cautioned. Pearson barely seemed to have heard her because he turned the mixer on full blast. In a second, the kitchen counter, as well as Pearson and Penelope, were covered in an explosion of flour. Penelope quickly reached over and turned the mixer off. Pearson, why'd you turn it on so high, bro? You're supposed to mix flour gently. Penelope was wiping flour off herself and the counters. 
Oh, sorry, I didn't know, Nellie. You keep forgetting that I've never made cookies, Pearson answered. Oh, that's right. I need to not forget that. Okay, well, we have one more step, the chocolate chips, and then we'll roll out the cookie dough and put the trays in the oven. But right before we put the trays in the oven, I should probably do a taste test, don't you think, Pen? I wouldn't want to give out a product at the rest home that's subpar. Am I right? Pearson feigned sincerity, doing his utmost to convince Penelope that a taste test was in order. But of course, we must always taste test. We wouldn't want the old people to get grossed out. Penelope played along, spooning out a heap into Pearson's outstretched hand, and then a heap that was slightly bigger, straight into her open mouth. Mmm, so good! Pearson proclaimed through a mouthful of cookie dough. Before long, the cookies were ready to go. Penelope had plated the chewy cracked dessert onto a platter, and she and Pearson walked into the living room where Mama Peters was finishing the vacuuming. Upon noticing Pearson and Penelope with a plate of cookies, Mama Peters switched off the vacuum cleaner. We're all ready to go, they declared. On their way to the old folks' home, Mama Peters prayed that they would be kind and selfless. Remember, we must honor the face of old men, because it is the fear of the Lord, according to what it says in Leviticus 19. We want to do just that. We want to honor these older folks and see if there are ways that we can serve them. When the receptionist at the front desk, a woman with blonde curly hair, spotted Mama Peters and the children, she greeted them with a big grin and warm hospitality. Hi, can I help you? Hi. Yes, we've just come to visit. We would like to visit with anyone who might enjoy some company or even to help someone who might be in need. Mama Peters was heartened by the receptionist's greeting. Oh, that is so sweet. And look at these precious little ones. I think it would be good then if you stepped into our solarium. That's where a lot of our folks spend their time. They like helping with the plant maintenance, the receptionist elucidated. A few minutes later, after having followed the receptionist's directives, Mama Peters and the four Peters children sat on some cushioned seats by a fountain in the solarium. There were a few old folks here and there, but none who seemed interested in chatting. One man was sitting in a wheelchair staring out the window, so Mama Peters walked up to him and asked him how his day was going. It's fine, thank you, but I'm trying to get some peace and quiet. He said it, not totally rudely, but pointedly. Mama Peters, a bit chagrined, walked back over to her seat with the four kids. Pearson and Penelope began to feel sheepish, embarrassed by the lack of interest. Mama Peters, this seems so silly. We, we should just go home. I mean, nobody's paying any attention to us, Penelope said after a few minutes. Pearson agreed. I agree with Penn. There's no one who seems even a little bit interested in talking to us. Hmm. Well, what is the purpose of us coming here today? Mama Peters questioned. Penelope and Pearson looked thoughtful. After a minute or so, Pearson piped up. It's so that we can have good conversations with people who might feel lonely. Yeah, and maybe people who might need help, Penelope added. Well, began Mama Peters, those are certainly good secondary reasons for us to be here. But our main goal and our main purpose is to simply serve God with all of our hearts. We are here to glorify Him. We aren't in charge of the results. We are here to be a blessing for God and to be blessed by Him because of our obedience to Him. 
It is our role to promote God's glory and to remember, like Romans 11.36 says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. And if our actions can be a blessing to others, that's doubly sweet. We are to obey scripture no matter what we feel or what we can see in the immediate setting around us. Matthew 5.16 says, and you both know this verse, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Yeah, I know that, Mama Peters. I understand that, but but it still feels kind of embarrassing to be just sitting here, just just waiting for someone to come by to care to to to, to show they're interested. Oh, my sweet daughter, I get it, and I understand what you mean. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I was a little bit embarrassed by that man's response over there. But I had to remind myself that we're being obedient. My job is to serve the Lord by seeking to serve others. Nothing in life is about any of us. It's about serving Him and glorifying Him. And we look to God for the outcome. So let's just stay here for about 15 more minutes. And that means we'll have been here for about an hour, which had been my plan. Mama Peters' sweet and honest explanation made Penelope determined more than ever to honor Mama Peters. She appreciated and admired how Mama Peters was determined to please the Lord. I've got a good idea, Mama Peters. How about I go play the piano a little bit? Penelope pointed to the baby grand. Pearson's heart was also glowing with admiration for Mama Peters, and he wanted to be of service too. Hey, now, how about we play the duet that Mama Peters taught us? Oh, Pearson, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's do it. Mama Peters her heart bursting with gratitude to the Lord for the change of heart in her children, silently thanked the Lord for his faithfulness and prayed that they would be a blessing in the remaining time they had. What happened next was a testament to God's faithfulness. As Pearson and Penelope played and Patience and Priscilla danced to the music, the old folks slowly but surely began to gather. Gray and white-haired men and women surrounded the family and began delightedly clapping to the beat. They were spellbound as they listened to Pearson and Penelope play the piano, and they seemed to love watching Patience and Priscilla. Mama Peters felt her heart well up with worship. As Pearson and Penelope played When We All Get to Heaven, Mama Peters began to sing the lyrics, joined in by a few older voices. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When the song was over, there was a smattering of hearty clapping. And Pearson and Penelope handed out cookies. They enthusiastically chatted with many of the residents, several of whom were confined to wheelchairs. One woman, especially thankful, spoke of her own childhood. When I was no bigger than you are now, I had a piano recital. I remember being so nervous. I was shaking like a leaf. While my mom, bless her heart, was doing all she could to keep me calm, I don't know how I ever got through that recital. My, oh my. I remember it like it was yesterday. Penelope looked at the woman and couldn't believe her ears. Like it was yesterday, she thought? She wondered about that phrase and pictured herself as an old woman, pondering if she would feel the same way. No matter, she could very much agree with the woman's sentiments as she recalled her own piano recital not too long ago and felt as nervous as the old woman had described. 
and she talked about that time with the old woman, who asked, So you were nervous for your recital too, sweetie? What did you do? How did you get through it? While Mama Peters prayed with me, we prayed that God would calm my nerves and help me to focus on Him and not on me. Penelope's sincerity was obvious. And did that help? The woman was curious. Oh, it sure did. Turning to the Lord always helps. Do you know Jesus? Penelope gently inquired. The elderly woman shook her head no, and Penelope shared with her all about Jesus and the cross and the empty tomb. Mama Peters listened in, careful not to interject, though she was tempted. She prayed instead that the Holy Spirit would grab hold of the old woman and turn her heart toward Jesus. Pearson, in a conversation of his own with a war veteran, found that the man he was talking to actually did know Jesus. And when the man, barely above a whisper, with tears in his eyes, said to Pearson, I'm thankful for your visit today, young man. Well, sir, Pearson could barely keep from crying himself. You're more of a blessing to me than me to you. Pearson was so moved by what the Lord had done and his encounter with the war veteran that his words seemed to get stuck in his throat. Patience and Priscilla were busy, too. The old folks were enchanted by them as they greeted them and offered hugs, all of which were gladly accepted. After overstaying their goal by more than an hour, Mama Peters and the children said their goodbyes, but promised the people that they would visit them again. In somewhat of a daze, they all walked out to the car, silently pondering the work of the Lord. I guess this really shows you that success is measured by the Lord and not by us. Mama Peters was quite emotional. Yes, but even by my standards, it was a super successful day and a great time. So praise the Lord, Pearson added. And guess what? They even ate all of the cookies, Penelope interjected. Well, maybe not all the cookies, Pen. Mama Peters pointed at Patience and Priscilla. Pearson and Penelope turned to where Mama Peters was pointing and stared in amazement at their twin sisters, whose faces were coated in chocolate and who were shoving the remains of cookies into their mouths, oblivious to the audience watching them. This is Grandmom's Corner. A few weeks ago, if you remember, one of my sons-in-law shared how he and his family had gone to Yellowstone last year and how God had answered their prayers to see some wildlife. Well, this week, his grandma, whose name is Bernice, joins us on Grandmom's Corner. I spoke to her by phone from my home in California to her from her home on the East Coast. I started the conversation by asking how she was doing. As always, she exuded an attitude of praise. I'm great. I am great. No complaint, thank the good Lord. I feel great. I asked her to share with us how old she is. I am 86 years old. And how long she's been walking with Jesus. She shared that she'd been raised in a Christian home and has known Jesus since she was about 10. She also shared that for a few years in her teen years, she didn't walk with the Lord. But when she got married at about age 21, the Lord brought her back to himself. And then I've been going to church and serving the Lord ever since. Bernice is the mom to three adult children, has 12 grandkids, and eight great-grands, two of whom are my grandkids, since my daughter is married to her grandson. I asked Grandma Bernice how she spends an average day. Well, I've been helping other people. I have a friend 
and I clean up the bathroom. I did little things for her, mopped her kitchen for her, you know, do little things for her. And then I have another friend who is, has back problems. So I went by and visited and sit down on the porch and talk to her for a while, things like that, you know. Another friend, I go by and help her a little bit quick and go through a little shopping that's unable to get out. So that's what I've been doing. I go to church on Sunday. Different people call me to do different things. At the church, we gave, uh, served meals, and I delivered meals to some of the people in the church. Like now, I go to their house if they not know and they need something. I take them to the doctor or I help them clean that, you know, do things in their house they are able to do. I have quite a few people that I do things for. And, and I enjoy doing it. I really enjoy helping other people, and they appreciate being here. God has been so good to my life. I mean, everywhere I go, I say, thank God. The minute I wake up in the morning, I got God on my mind. I wake up to bed and I, I praise the good Lord for allowing me to have a good day and keeping me on His grace and His mercy. I go on the prayer line every morning at 6 o'clock, and I pray this morning. I thank God. I mean, I just say, I'm, oh, I get so filled up for thanking God that He's been so good to me that I have no complaints about complaining about anything, even my health, a little minor problems I have in health. That I have, I said, thank you, Lord, because there's so many people that can't even turn over in the bed. After the prayer line, shower, make up my bed, and I go out on my patio. And I sit on my patio reading the Bible and studying my Sunday school lessons till about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I just thank God. Can't thank him enough. And, and I look forward to seeing him. I'm not afraid. I know this is not my home. Thank God. Every day I do. I just, I can't praise him enough. Wow. Doesn't Grandma Bernice embody Psalm 34, 1-3? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.